0: Working with Flyer? when you just zone out, you put your music on and you just chat. Well, Excuse me. me, is this your taxi?
1: <laughs> you can the their anthology, a girls' alarm hundred podcast from The Record Doctor.
0: Whenever you're ready.
1: Greetings and salutations, my fellow Alouders, and welcome to an all-brand-spanking-new episode of the Girls Aloud podcast, you can't mistake their anthology. Adam my name, and after way too long away from you all, I'm finally back, and my oh my, do we have some exciting stuff to cover this month celebrating the 20th anniversary of Girls Aloud and their debut album, Sound of the Underground. We have all been intoxicated by the beauty of this gorgeous reissue that has finally given us our first ever official full album from the girls on vinyl. Mm, A green wax disc and a stunning picture disc that sit quite nicely alongside the three-disc CD set... And, of course, the Sound of the Underground 7-inch single, the stunning t-shirts, and the bloody gorgeous hoodie. (laughs) To say that we have been spoiled with this release is truly an understatement, and I know that you'd all agree that we probably needed this now more than ever. So, let's take a walk through this 20th anniversary reissue. Uh, The exciting rarities and bonuses that are included on the digital and CD releases, and what this could possibly mean for more of the girls' albums to be released on vinyl in the future. I also have a little bit of a fun surprise for you all in this episode, so we all know and love UK bonus track Everything You Ever Wanted, absolute bop right? Well, quite excitingly, I was lucky enough to chat for just under about 10 minutes or so with the producer and co-writer of that track, the absolutely legendary Steve Anderson. There really hasn't ever been much available online about this track, and with the 20th anniversary reissue seeing the song rightfully as part of the album's package on streaming, I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to patch Steve in for a quick phone call about the song. So that's coming up a little bit later on in this episode. But while I'm talking about Steve, I'd also like to point you all in the direction of his incredible podcast, Such a Good Feeling. In particular, the most recent episode at time of recording, which saw him chatting to the Miranda Cooper. Yes, folks, Xenomania goddess lyricist herself, Miranda Cooper. If you haven't listened to that, I'd seriously urge you all to go out and check it out. Steve is such a fantastic host, and it was honestly so bloody glorious to hear Miranda chatting, not just Our Mighty Aloud, but music in general. The title of that podcast, such a good feeling. Cue it up to play after this episode. You're not going to regret it. Uh, Before we do get into the thick of it, though, I did want to let you all know about the exciting episode of the podcast that's dropping next month in August, on August the 11th, actually. You can mark that in your diaries. (laughs) So I was once again very, very lucky enough to chat this time with the brilliant Terry Ronald. Now, this is a man many of you may or may not know played such an important part in the Girls Aloud story. He co-produced the Girls on Film, Hanging on the Telephone, and I Predict a Riot covers. He also oversaw the girls' vocals for almost every single one of their TV appearances. Yes, including the Brits. And yes, including Sarah's iconic bum note, which is something that we get into in the interview. But perhaps most importantly, he also helped our Kimberly Walsh and Sarah Harding, write their respective autobiographies, a whole lot of history, and hear me out. Terry was super, super gracious enough to talk about all of the aforementioned and then some, and I'm just really, really excited for you all to hear it. I am still so hugely, hugely proud of my interview episode with Form Design and Branding UK's Paul West, that's episode six if you're wondering, and this episode with Terry, uh, yeah, look, I'm As hugely proud of it as that one. Uh, I just really think it's going to be a big favourite for a lot of you listening as well. Uh, Having some further insight into the technical world of the girl's vocals on a live stage, plus some context around Terry's work on the Kimber and Sarah books, Uh, yeah, just very, very special to me that he agreed to chat with me about all of that. And like I said, I can't wait to release it for you all. August the 11th. You might even hear a small snippet from that episode in this episode. (laughs) Oh God. And on that note, with the mission being on to celebrate the album and the band's 20th anniversary... On the 26th of March 2023, Girls Aloud's Cheryl, Kimberly, Nadine and Nicola announced that they would be pulling rarities and unreleased gems from the vaults, prying Xenomania's archives open to deliver a 2023 reissue of their debut album that would see the record pressed to vinyl for the very first time. Hot on the heels of 2022's 7-inch single release of Sound of the Underground, the announcement of this reissue made such an impression on the fan base. I remember feeling so giddy and excited with all of you online about the reissue and freaking out just quietly to myself about whether I'd have enough money to buy the entire range. (laughs) It was exciting and it still is exciting. I'm sitting here recording this podcast and I'm looking at the green wax, the picture disc, the apparel, the three CD set, and it just makes me smile. <laughs> this release really highlighted just how important Girls Aloud still are in the pop music sphere, and how impactful everything they did from Day Dot truly was. This is the record that launched five of the biggest and most exciting pop stars on the planet, and launched the greatest girl group of all time. I mean, this is no, you know, stuffing around. The 20th anniversary reissue of this remarkable debut album is a true testament to the Girls Aloud legacy and the importance behind keeping that proverbial flame of the legacy alive two decades on. On the 28th of April, 2023, the Girls released the Sound of the Underground alternate vocal mix digitally for the first time. This was previously only available on last year's 7-inch vinyl release, and... The exciting new vocal mix was then followed with an incredible 4K restoration of the original music video, finally bringing that all important music video into the technological world of 2023. Let's take a quick listen to a snippet of that alternate vocal. As the excitement continued to build amongst us in the fan base, and as the pre-orders rolled in, on June the 16th, 2023, the 20th anniversary reissue of Girls Aloud's Sound of the Underground was unleashed across digital platforms and was made available to purchase on CD and vinyl. The reissue would go on to crack the UK vinyl album top five at number five, with a peak of 42 on the regular UK albums chart, which, you know, not bloody bad for a 20-year-old album. Sound of the Underground features a swag of pop greats writing and producing for our heroines as well. Obviously, I've discussed the original release for this album at length on episode 2 of the podcast with my wonderful guest for that episode, the legendary Craig, but... Aside from the Xenomania greats like Miranda Cooper and Brian Higgins, this album features co-writes from Aquaslini, Bewitched, Adele, Betty Boo and the Beatmasters, Brian McFadden and of course Steve Anderson. It's no secret that the album is perhaps the least overall cohesive of the girls' output, which it's not to say it's bad at all, but what it definitely is is an interesting look at the many directions the girls could have taken on their second album. The Betty Boo tracks are great, and as I previously mentioned on episode 2, are probably the non zenomania songs of the bunch that sit most comfortably with the Xenomania tracks on the album, if you catch what I'm saying. <laughs> but there's also just amazing stuff like All I Need, All I Don't by way of Chris and Drew Peters, which to me still sounds as fresh as it did the first time I heard it. A bit of a sleeper, but definitely one of my favourite Allowed album tracks. I'm not quite do move on to discs two and three of the 20th anniversary reissue, I'd like to very quickly welcome a very special guest onto the podcast to talk about track 15 on disc one. That track being everything you ever wanted. Hello, Mr. Steve Anderson, and welcome onto the Girls Aloud podcast. How are you?
0: I'm good, Adam. Uh, lovely to be on here. I love the pod. Uh, I love all of your stuff, but I, I, I love this and, uh, and I'm obviously a huge fan of the girls and I feel that their legacy just gets stronger every single year when people look back and realize just how extraordinary their records were.
1: Uh, truly, you're absolutely spot on. Also, thank you so much for mentioning that you love the pod. I, I love your podcast also, which is the brilliant, such a good feeling. And you recently had the incredible Miranda Cooper on as a guest. And my God, what a fantastic episode. I, I know a lot of the listeners absolutely loved it as well.
0: Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, Miranda is someone I wanted to talk to for a long time. And uh, it was she was quite nervous. And I know she's done a few before, but um, she also has an incredible new musical out. So it was a good opportunity. Such a good feeling podcast is is great in that what i like to do is kind of show how people start off doing one thing and and it kind of goes into lots of different things so she's right. doing that she's proud of it but uh yeah to be able to talk to her about the you know the the whole xenomania thing and just how her lyric writing which is the, unlike anyone else i know uh is so incredible and uh, and actually just being able to sometimes talk to the very person Uh, that wrote one of the songs that is, you know, for me, one of the most beautiful pop songs ever called The Shots and just Mm -hmm. say thank you. It was really, really nice to do that.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I mean, I definitely understand that sentiment.
0: Well, look, thank you again
1: for joining me on the podcast, Steve. And I've, of course, called you so we can have a little chat about a song by the name of Everything You Ever Wanted. As a writer and producer of this track, I'd love to know really anything about the song's creation because there's really not that much online about it.
0: So at the time um, of that song, I was working a lot at Metrophonic, which is the, uh, the studio owned by Brian Rawlings. Um, and I was also writing a lot with steve lee and lisa green um who we wrote the um, britney spears breathe on me for and various other bits and pieces and the three of us were just doing a lot of writing down there it's quite it's only about 25 minutes away from where i live uh it's a beautiful um kind of uh sort of a kind of a kind of country house with lots of little outbuildings and stuff kind of the xenomania thing only you know sort of you know where there's different rooms and different writers and we at that point it was brian would come in and just go right here's who's looking this week um and i think it had just been uh i think everyone had heard about the girls allowed thing i think it might have been probably when the show it was quite late on. So I think we'd have known what they were. I think it was kind of when the show was airing or maybe mm-hmm. when the, the beginnings of the auditions were. Um, and we just went in and wrote, we ha- it was basically a writing day. Mm-hmm. Um, and what usually happened on that, and it happened the same with the Britney Spears thing and a few other things, is that as a producer writer, um, my job and people like me, our job is kind of to turn, turn up with, a kind of something not a, back then it wasn't a finished track but it was mm-hmm. just a starting point and uh, I just remember coming into this to my studio and just putting down really a couple of very simple ideas just to say well here's a thing we could do so it was kind of a beat and it was the kind of you know the I thought some I wasn't really aware of what they were going to sound like either at this point so we just thought i thought oh just something a bit slow a bit kind of funky but electronic i wanted it to be electronic um and then yeah we took that in uh, lisa and steve jumped on it straight away um i think the song came together really quickly um and we finished it and uh with lisa singing the the guides and then just kind of del- delivered it to, to brian Rawlings and said there you go and then when you're making when you're a, a songwriter like that you just kind of do loads of songs and you you never really know where they're going to end up, but you never know if anything's going to happen. Um, and by that point, I, there was probably hundreds and hundreds of songs that were being submitted for that record. Um, uh, but we then got the call to say, yeah, they love it. But it was very, very quick then because I think the girls were sort of in the show and they were around it. And when you're in a group like that, I've said this before about other groups, 95% of your time is spent doing other things and 5% of your time is doing music. So you just have to grab, especially on a five-piece band, it's really, really hard. So they just all happened to be there for a day uh, at Metrophonic and there were five rooms working and you just basically alternate them. So you basically, (laughs) you know... I would, when I would have, you know, Nicola, someone else would have Sarah, or someone else would have Nadine. So it was like, and you do it on a rotor where you kind of get an hour with each girl just to get what you needed. Because um, obviously they never were in a room together because it was a, a kind of not a great time. So mm-hmm. it was a Sunday um, because it was really, we needed to run really quickly. And the girls kind of rocked up. And basically that's exactly what happened. We got each one in. Um, It's kind of hard as well when you've not known uh, what kind of what the different strengths are for each person when they haven't worked with them before. So you're very quickly working out who's doing what Um, distributing lines with a five piece band is always tricky because you want everyone to shine. But at the same point, you want everyone to play to their strengths. We didn't have time to do that thing that later on down the line that John Shave did where he kind of recorded everybody on everything and like play with that afterwards. So um, I had an idea of what the girls all sounded like. So I just basically said, well, here are the bits that I'd like you to try. Um, We probably tried different girls recorded options on verses um and uh yeah just recorded them and loved them they were right in the eye of the storm at that point but they were very you know together very professional and um yeah just we just had a blast and recorded everybody together and then spent a long time kind of comping everything to make what i felt would be the right kind of mix of all the vocals um and presented it and uh that that was kind of it really and then but then you go through the process of there's probably 50 of those that have been presented for the album so you never know if you're even going to get on the record um and and we didn't get on the record but we got on the some what did we get on bonus track version thank you yeah yes. and, <laughs> um and it doesn't really sound like anything else on the album anyway so i completely understand that um but it's it's a really fun song it is and uh, and uh yeah, it's nice to sort of see it on, on streaming and stuff with the with the anniversary. And I just have really fond memories of just those those five girls and I've met them all since as well. And um, yeah, it's just really fun. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's not one of the biggest Girls Allowed songs in the world, but it was just kind of sweet that it got on there.
1: I know that it's loved by a lot of the fans, me included. So it's really nice to have that insight into its creation. So again, Steve... Thank you very, very much for chatting with me on the Girls Art podcast.
0: No worries. You're more than welcome. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Steve Anderson. You can find Steve across socials at Mr. Steve Anderson and also by checking out his brilliant podcast, Such a Good Feeling. Oh, and um, a little birdie also tells me that Steve will be appearing on a couple of episodes of my radio show, The Record Doctor in the future, but sh- don't tell anyone, all right? <laughs> Let's quickly dive into the rarities across Disc 2 and 3, starting with Duran Duran cover Girls on Film. How's about I play you a sneaky peeky? <laughs> oh god, of my interview with Terry Ronald, which is dropping next month, August 11th, rather in particular a snippet from that interview of Terry talking about meeting the girls whilst creating Girls on Film with the gals. I first met them
2: it was a studio in West London and they were they were very it was very very early days yeah. I think it's before they'd even done their first album and I was just down there to uh, just do some do you know I can't even remember the song I can't yeah. remember I, I can barely remember why I was there it was either like doing warm ups with them on a bit of vocal coaching yeah. I was just basically sent down to the studio to sort of get get them into doing this vocal um, and that's the first time I met them and I just remember them they were all so young and so kind of green I mean not the sort of sophisticated women that they that they became I remember that you know their the driver going out and getting their breakfast and you know <laughs> uh, and you know they're all sitting there and uh, just really they just they just look so young they look like little you know little girl babies um and that's all i really remember about the first time i met them mm-hmm. um i had the, the second time i met them was when i well, there's two. i did two tracks for them i didn't really did do a lot of production and stuff for girls Alive. mine was more on a, on a live Mm -hmm. um working with them live and on tv but i did do two things with them one of them was they did a a gig at gay and we did a cover of hanging on the telephone yes um with them i don't know whether that's it but they came out of telephone boxes or something or you know um so i i did that with them and i produced that with, with ian masterson and then of course we did girls on film right um, yep, yep, which yep. was like a b-side or something and then ended up on the deluxe version of the you know um first album so yeah i did girls on film with them so that the second so that time when i met them d- doing those vocals, second i remember girls on films was very i remember very clearly because we had so little time to do it and we just it's just like one in one out um, but that was the second time i met them and then then it was quite a long time before i started
1: doing vocals with them Right, right. So that's fascinating that you did the cover of "Hanging on the Telephone" with them and Ian yes. as well, because that that was on the uh, bonus disc of the sound of Girls Aloud, I think. And what yes, goes on film? Uh, yeah. uh, hanging on the telephone.
2: Oh, was it? It was oh,
1: eventually released on the um, on the first greatest hits that they did as a, on the second disc. And oh, I okay. love that cover. So it makes sense that yeah. It was a Oh, well, the thing is,
2: it's, you know, but it's a Blondie song. Blondie were my kind of idols. So I suppose if Pete Lorraine was going to get anyone to do a cover of Hanging on the Telephone, it was going to be me. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So, well, then let's talk about some of the other work that you did do with them on the vocal live front. What are some of the performances that you remember working alongside with them? (laughs)
2: The, I think the big one was the Brit Awards oh. um, where, where the promise at the Brit Awards because that was so exciting because they finally sort of been nominated for Brit and the performance was great the, the, um, the, the sort of creative directorial side of it that Beth Honan did was amazing the choreography was great um, and you know they, they sounded really really good um, and I was very happy with that when I actually did a tour with them I remember after the show I think it was kim's mum and dad i think it was kim's dad kimberly's dad like grabbing me and and just saying the vocals have never sounded so amazing as they did at that show and i was so happy with that i was really really happy um yeah so that was nice um but yeah of course i worked on a couple of the tours and all the tv specials and all the tv i was at every tv performance they did
1: even the ones that didn't go so well (laughs) oh oh, wow really (laughs) and that's all you get from the one hour Terry chat until next month (laughs) listen it only just happened this weekend so I've still got to get all the editing done and get it all pieced together so you're just going to have to wait a couple more weeks but huge I'm really really excited to finally get that out again August 11 my chat with Terry Ronald right here on the Girls Loud podcast back to the rarities other tracks finally grouped together with the first album era, where they belong include the two Greece mania tracks Greece cool, and, and hopelessly devoted to you. Rest in peace Olivia we love you. Wow there's no.
2: Since you my love I'm out of my head.
1: I'm hopelessly to you. Mm. Then there's the single mix of Some Kind of Miracle, which I must admit, the original album version I do slightly prefer. One of my absolute favourites, taken from the Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan opus Freaky Friday, You Freak Me Out.
2: There's
1: also the No Good Advice demo. taking things to Soppyville <laughs> with their covers of Sacred Trust.
2: to the finish mm. but you made me forget And though it's possible I'm dreaming Don't wake me yet You know I love you I can't see that day for night
1: And stay another day.
2: Baby if you to go
1: We can all rejoice as well, because the definitive, explicit version of No Good Advice is finally available on streaming as part of this reissue. And an entire additional disc of killer remixes. Including the once again definitive instrumental breakdown mix of Sound of the Underground. Over three solid hours of incredible pop music, remastered to perfection and released with the correct artwork. (laughs) I can't get enough of this reissue, and I feel like I should have maybe bought second copies of the two vinyl pressings in fear of wearing the two I have out. Playing it as loud as possible with not a care in the world about what the neighbours will say. (laughs) Look, in all seriousness, I just think I speak for so many of us when I say that this release really felt like the warm hug that the fanbase has needed for quite some time now. It was exciting to see the girls chart with the reissue, and furthermore exciting to see how much love there still is for them. So, what does this exactly mean for future vinyl releases from the girls? Well... Hopefully, they are already prying open the vaults for What Will the Neighbors Say and Chemistry. Will we get the Christmas tree disc on vinyl as well? Look, I really hope so. There's a lot that can be added across those two as well, and I mean, you know, if we're doing the wish list, I'd really love to hopefully get that Wicked Game cover at some point as well. I mean, this is all wishful thinking, but I'm very excited nonetheless to see and throw more money at whatever comes next. Viva La Girls Aloud. The 20th anniversary deluxe edition of Girls Aloud Sound of the Underground is available to stream and buy digitally, as well as on physical CD and vinyl. If you're in the UK, Europe and USA, head on over to shop.girlsaloud.com. And if you're in Australia, head on over to either that website or to JB Hi-Fi's website and you can just order it locally there. I do believe that they've got the three CD set and the green vinyl for sale, but not the picture disc. Anyway, something like that. (laughs) Well, folks, not the biggest episode, but an episode that needed to be done because I really wanted to cover this reissue and also speak to Steve Anderson about everything you ever wanted and have a little space online where there's a bit more information about that track. Next month is the all-important interview with Terry Ronald. I'm very, very excited to drop that on August the 11th when I sit down with him to talk about his work with the girls, him helping Kimberly and Sarah write their autobiographies, and, of course, our shared love of icon Hillary Shaw. Yep. All that and a stack more when the next episode of the Girls Loud podcast drops, August 11. Big, massive thank you once again to the wonderful Steve Anderson for chatting with me about everything you ever wanted. And don't forget, Nadine has a new single coming out this week. Oh, Check out the socials for more info on that. But until next month, folks, this is Adam Eve signing off. Bye. This is You
2: Can't Mistake Their Anthology, a girls-allowed commentary podcast
0: from The Record Doctor. Well, you said that was some determination. I'm ready. Okay, whenever you're ready.